Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And I'm Kirby Carroll. And welcome to the Adulting Single Podcast. On today's episode, Hire Me Please, like every episode, we'll discuss life, career, and relationships, so stay tuned. And you know we gotta start with our by the way segment. So, I mean, can we really talk about anything else except for Kiki Palmer, who revealed her baby bump on Saturday Night Live, and it was just so beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. <laughs> so I was really excited about that. And they had like a... I don't know it was like a Keenan and Kel thing going on too which I loved because obviously you know we all watched Keenan and Kel back in the day so that was really cool um did y'all see it no yes. oh we have a guest guest did you see it I okay y'all <laughs> well it was well it was beautiful I was like all in my feels so yeah shout out to Kiki Palmer we've been watching her since a kill in the bee or a barbershop, all of that. So yeah, cool to see. But that's really all I have this week. Okay, thank yeah. you for the by the way, Miss Kirby Carroll. We have a very special guest with us today. She served in the military. Thank you for your service, ma'am. Um, she has been a hiring manager for the last eight years and counting. She has worked in the same field for over 20 years. So she knows what she's talking about. She's an adulting single homie. She's also subscribed to my YouTube. She's in sports, shameless plug. She's helped me personally get jobs from her tips. So today I will be sharing my cheat code. I call her mama, um, woman, sometimes if she ain't listening to me. Y'all will know her as Miss Michelle. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will put a disclaimer. If she says something corny, I may or may not have met her at the local Chipotle, and I'm lying about her being my mama. So, mamas, at uh-uh. the, for the time being, um, please say hi to the homies and haters. She's so petty. <laughs> Hey, single family. Okay, so today we have um, a few questions that Curb, Carol, and I are going to ask. Yeah, so, you know, I guess we can start with, because I know, obviously, hearing about all of your experience, and Ash has told me over the years all the ways that you've helped her. I have a lot of questions, and I feel like a lot of people are going through, you know, different transitions. So, the first thing I want to know, just in general, like, how do you make yourself stand out on a resume or cover letter when so many people are, you know, putting their information in? Well, unless you're applying for the same type of job, your uh, resume should highlight your work experience. Um, and your educational experience. Um, I would highly recommend that you have more than one resume to fit the job descriptions that you're applying for. You try. You should always try to avoid two-page resumes. Um, I think that that would be the cap. And make sure that your cover letter or letter of interest is something that reflects interest in the company. And it basically gives a snippet on why you would be the best person for the position. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that is that's good. I definitely have a um, like a one big resume, and I pull for it depending on what job I'm applying for. Um, okay. So, mom, when they ask you why should we hire you, what's a good way to approach? I know that's like the best opportunity to sell yourself, but um, how do you think people should, you know, talk about themselves? Um. So it actually is an opportunity for you to to sell yourself, and that's what the question is designed for. And it's a way for you to um, highlight your skills. And it's a way to highlight your skills, your skill set, whether it's um, from working or your educational background. 
it's a good idea to keep a copy of the position description that you apply for um, with you highlighting your skill set and how it fits into that position. Um, if you lack work experience, then this will be an opportunity for you to highlight your academic experience as well, um, discussing internships, uh, your hard and soft skills that you obtain through your studies. Now, for those who don't know your hard skills or your technical skills, things that you learn through your work experience or your education, and soft skills are, are behavioral. So a lot of employers are typically looking for a combination of both hard and soft skills. So it's really, as, as you said, when you, you let into it, that it's really an opportunity for you to sell yourself. Nice. You know, speaking of selling yourself, like there is, I feel like sometimes it's hard to even just break through because so many people feel like they have to like know someone at the company or like, you know, get a personal like recommendation or something like that so for people who are having trouble like even breaking through that barrier what would you say and is that something is that do you think that's true like is that something that people deal with um unfortunately it is is it is true that oftentimes it is beneficial to know somebody inside the company or organization that you're looking at um but if so it's ideal for someone especially someone fresh um that's currently in school or preparing to leave to do some kind of volunteer work or internships, though that's a great workaround. Um, that's also an opportunity for you to network and, and build relationships. What are some good weaknesses to have that don't sound generic? You know, I don't like, for instance, the job that I'm going for, like my mom helped me interview before I got the interviews. Like I would call her and she would run through some interview questions. Um, but how do you set yourself apart to not say I'm a multitasker, which I don't think is honestly a good whatever, but I think sometimes multitasking can be a, a deficit to some people, but like, what are some good weaknesses that don't, that don't sound generic? So like when you're talking about, um, you know, weaknesses, one of the things I would say is that you should never say that you don't have any, um, because that really um, it screams of a lack of self-awareness. So um, I would definitely avoid um, staying away from that. But this is an opportunity when you're asking about, you know, weaknesses. It's a good opportunity for you to highlight your soft skills, your, your behavioral skills. And basically, it's seeing how you respond to, to certain situations. So your response when you're talking about weaknesses should demonstrate that you're self-aware, that you're genuine and that you desire self-improvement. So if you think about it um, in that respect and think about your your skills and your past experiences, from that you should be able to identify some some real weaknesses. Then you think about them and you, you think about them and what you've done or what you plan to do to address them. So if you say that um, I'm a perfectionist and or sometimes I work too hard, those two things are really generic and, and cliche. Um, and a lot of people have a tendency to go go to that. Usually people that say that they're a perfectionist, that's like a double-edged sword. Um, so I would steer clear of that. So um, a recommendation for weaknesses, I'll use one for myself. A weakness would be impatience. So working with others can cause impatience. Um, if you're working on a project and you're waiting for somebody else to complete a task or whatever, um, so you can do your portion. Um you have people that are procrastinators and you have some people that are not. So that's an opportunity to address the respect that you have for your coworkers and, and the value that you have for your teamwork. 
um, let's see, another one that I can think of would be um, disorganization. That's that's <laughs> a, a weakness. And the way that you can explain that would be that you um, it doesn't significantly impact your work, but um, it can interfere with your environment. And that's when you can offer a solution that demonstrates what little um, what a, what little effort or weaknesses can can be controlled. So, OK, y'all don't go copy and paste my mama's answers now. <laughs> OK, because. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was definitely thinking, okay, so organization. I, <laughs> okay, so I should stop saying perfection. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> so since we're in the interview, me actually have talked about this. I feel like maybe on the podcast or privately, I'm not sure. But what are your thoughts on toning down like looks and hairstyles for interviews? You know, because nails or, you know, maybe like a hairstyle that's a little bit more, you know, um, What's the politically correct word? <laughs> Loud, extravagant, whatever. You get the point. Like, any of those, what are your thoughts on toning that down a little bit for interviews or for certain companies? Well, most agencies, um, they have dress codes, which does include your mm -hmm. hair and your nails. Um, so you need to consider that. My recommendation would be that um, you tone down your look because in, I know for the organization that I work with, you can't have hair color that is not natural. So you, know, you see mm. people walking around with bright red hair or per pink hair. I've seen that recently. Those are the things that you can't wear. Stay away from the, the, the what coffin nails with the bedazzles and stuff like stay away from that kind mm. of stuff, especially when, when you're interviewing, when you interview, look at it as the opportunity for you to put your best foot forward. So that's the first time that somebody will ever see you, the opportunity for them to speak with you. So it's really an opportunity for you to put your best foot forward. So I will tell you that with me, um, I pay attention to all of that stuff. I pay attention to when someone nail have chip nail polish. I pay attention to if their nails are dirty. I pay attention to if their shoes are, are run over or their clothes are, are not, you know, in good repair. I pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. not saying that it's something that would stop me from hiring you, especially if I feel that you're a qualified candidate, but it's just something that I think about in how much effort a person puts forth in presenting, presenting themselves in public. That makes sense. That makes sense. I definitely have had times where like maybe I interviewed and got a little bob, got the job and then came back into the office with like my braids down my back. But I just, you know, sometimes you just don't know the culture. So it's, you know, that makes right. sense. Right. Makes and, sense. You know, and I honestly, you see a lot now with um, with people wearing braids. Um, I've worn braids to work. Um, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say take your braids down in order to do an interview. I wouldn't say that. But as far as like any of the loud hair colors and things like that, I would steer, I would definitely steer clear of that. Um, yeah. And I know that it was a real big thing within the last few years about people wearing, um, wearing locks. And mm -hmm. discriminated wearing mm -hmm. locks. Um, I'm a lock wearer and um, it's definitely not anything that I would, you know, would discriminate anyone towards, but it's like really trying to stay yeah. away from the loud hair colors. And the very long nails, honey. Yeah, just how yes. you tighten. Yeah, it, it, I can't do it. <laughs> like where I work is very 
white for lack of word for lack of better words um and yeah i can always tell when they're looking at the girls with the wigs and the you know the extras um i mean and as black women black people we definitely have to we got to work 10 times harder to get half of what they got says papa pope honey so you know just keep in the back of your mind that they that people are looking at it whether it's wrong or right like it's it's still happening mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i can't so do it <laughs> you can't do what i mean i type literally all day like in my role oh, i'm a yeah. copywriter so i write all the time so that's always like my giveaway that i'm about to like maybe leave work like if a vacation or maybe be out for a few days because i do like the nail sometimes like certain styles i like my nails to be longer um but my go-to is more short nails but it's not even Sometimes it's a preference, but uh, sometimes it's just simply like I I can't do my job if my nails are like super long, you know? Yeah. So even I want to say this, too, because uh, I I know it's a a thing to happen. So, you know, I obviously work around professional athletes and I do see some of the girls with the lash extensions, um, you know, just be be mindful about how long they are. Because, again, whether it's right or wrong, people are going to talk behind your back and assume that you're probably doing things that you're not doing. So, you know, you just want to be very aware of that. You know what, Ash? And I know we don't have much time, so I'll be quick. But I literally had a meeting the other day with, they were film executives. I was just trying to take notes, y'all. I was just trying to learn. But they were some they were some cool people. And they literally had like this 10-minute conversation about like big lashes. Personally, I think whatever makes you feel pretty cute comfortable wear it but I was very like intrigued by the fact that these like successful people were really having a conversation about lashes I'm like y'all really get all of this from lash but at the same time I guess you know your appearance I get it but it was very interesting I was like you just never know what people think about just from your like how you know how you carry yourself which is crazy because it doesn't necessarily always connect you know but yeah Okay, so speaking of maybe not always connecting, um, <laughs> for the people with the resting B face, I am one of those people. You got girl. <laughs> um, what are some ways that we can adjust our nonverbal communication? Because um, I know a lot of times people say, what's wrong? And I'm just like, nothing. I'm thinking about something I got to do later. Like, nothing's wrong. I'm chilling. Well, you got it honest, um, because I have that. I've been told that before, um, but I do not refer to it as RBF. I refer to it as my think face. Um, I have a more serious look. So it's something that, number one, you need to be aware of. it. And if you're aware of it, then you can do something about it. So my recommendation would be, as I have done, I practice. I sit in front of a mirror and I let my face rest in its natural place and I will practice with having a slight smile on my face not anything cheesy or anything like that but to sort of have my lips turn up and I practice that in the mirror so I know how it feels very good <laughs> both of you <laughs> very good um so I actually practice that and I know how it feels so when I go into meetings, whether it's in person or, or virtual, I actually am very aware of that. I'm actually hypersensitive to it. So I have my face sit in that position. 
And sometimes, you know, especially if a meeting is long or something, my face can tend to relax, but I feel that. And then I'll check myself and adjust it that way. But it's definitely number one, being aware of it. And number two, sitting in the mirror and practicing. I have a funny little story because you just reminded me when I was in high school, this guy, Kenny Harvin, literally used to just sit with a smile on his face. And I used to tell him all the time, like, you don't know how creepy you look just sitting there smiling for no reason. But I mean, he definitely doesn't have resting B face. <laughs> that would creep me out. That would, like all the time. That would creep me out. All the time. <laughs> you guys both did well with it. I'm impressed. Thank you. As soon as she said that, now we just both started smiling in the camera. <laughs> a wise woman yeah. once said, if, if you want to go somewhere and you want to be somebody, you better wake up and pay attention. Okay. <laughs> huh? I said, who was that? Whoopi? Huh? No, it was Sister Mary Clarence who said that. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All in character. Um, you know what? Another question I had. I wanted to know, like, for people who maybe changing industries or maybe even are just getting started are there certain uh career fields that you would say tend to have you know that have a more high salary positions outside of tech we hear a lot about tech like because i know a lot of people are making career changes yeah i think that that question is somewhat subjective um because what is a high salary for one person is not necessarily a high salary for another person um but a high paying entry level I guess you would need to know if you're looking, can, talking about a high level entry position or um, a high paying job over a period of time, because those are two totally different things. But aside of the obvious, okay. like attorneys and physicians and um, engineers and things like that, travel nursing. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, they're they're doing very well now. They can really walk into the six figures uh, for travel nurses. Um, paralegals, grant writing, the criminal justice field, um, anything in finance, project mm -hmm. management, okay. those, those hmm. fields, and especially federal jobs. There you go, guys. Don't say we didn't tell you nothing. Yes. <laughs> when, what is, I've never had a job where I've had to negotiate pay. Um, so I've never had to come to you to ask you what are some ways that I could best negotiate pay. So for the people, what do you think are the best ways or what is the best way to negotiate pay if that's necessary? Um, first, you need to know what you're applying for and what your skill set is worth. So if an agency makes you an offer, then you can, in writing, um, break down your skill set for the position and why you believe that you deserve the amount that you're asking for. Um, generally, uh, you'll see job postings that have large ranges. Um, and then there's a median hiring salary. So um, an example that I've given before is an example of the salary range being from 45000 to 75000 Now, a lot of people will lean towards the higher, the higher salary, towards that $75,000. Um, but in reality, you probably should look more towards the low end and no more than half. So that would be somewhere between forty-five dollars to $55,000 to start. So um, if you see a job posting that has steps, then generally they will start you in at the, the lowest step at step one. So my recommendation is an agency can make you an offer. Um, there is nothing to say that you cannot request 
or, you know, come back with a counter offer. There's nothing to say that you can't do that. Um, my recommendation would be that you know what your stop is. So if they offer me 45000 and I'm going to ask for, just say, 50000 then I need to be able to put in writing to justify my request for the 50000 And they can come back one or two things. They can say yes or they can say no. They can even come back in with a counter offer to, to your offer. But you need to know what your bottom line is and what you feel like you're worth. But I will tell you, so um, one of the things that I do when I hire is when we go through the, through the entire process, the very first thing that I do is I go to compensation when I know that I want to offer someone a position. And I negotiate for the best possible salary that I can get for them because I am a firm believer I don't want to waste anybody else's time, just like I don't want my time to be wasted. So when I do make contact back with the applicant, I'll let them know this is what compensation is offering you. I put my best foot forward for you, and this is what they're offering. Now, does it mean that they can't say, well, I want to counter that? No, it doesn't mean that. But I just let them know up front, I will put my best foot forward for you, and that's what I do. Excuse me, the rents yes. are high and the bread ain't cheap. I need more money. Okay, pay me. <laughs> Always. But seriously, I, that's a word. Actually, put it in writing. Justify your skill set. They can say yes, they can say no, they can meet you somewhere in the middle. I have a question about that, uh, uh, like offsets that. Have you ever experienced where someone has countered what compensation has offered and compensation is like no? Like, we're not going to do that. Do, will the person still have a job? I'd be scared. No. <laughs> you should. That's real, too. <laughs> you shouldn't be scared. Yes, I've had that experience where um, we offered someone a certain salary and they countered and compensation said no. And so then that's what I'm saying. You know, know what your end is. So either you're going to be able to accept what they say or you're going to walk mm. away from it. Not mm, like we will okay. remove the offer from you. Okay, okay, mm. okay. You know, that, that those power plays be making me a little nervous. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's helpful, though. But even, mm. and I'll use um, myself as an example, I was able to um, negotiate a salary for myself. And well, they made an offer to me. I countered back. And they met me in the middle with that amount being a bonus, a one-time bonus versus part of my salary. Mm. So... You never know till you ask. Never, okay. Hey, make that money go up to you. <laughs> okay. And that's good advice, like in general, because I realize sometimes even when I have like meetings and stuff, sometimes I realize, which is weird because we're on a podcast, but sometimes I do better when I write things down first. Like, what is it, how do I want to answer this question? What points do I want to make? So when I write stuff and then come to meetings, I'm always just, even if it's just like notes. So knowing that background for compensation too, that makes a lot of sense because it's one thing to do it in conversation or whatever. It's another to do when it comes to your money so i'm gonna remember that because i need some more glad that you said that talking about notes like when you go into meetings if you have something that you're thinking about something that you want to say during your your interview there is nothing to say that you can't write something down on a piece of paper and take that with you into the interview and read from that or you know mm -hmm. look down and, and refer to that there's nothing to say that you can't do that yes one of my things that I say is like, like if I, when I'm in an interview is 
I use my phone. I use my uh, planner that I carry around with me. And yeah, I can say that, but honey, I have proof. I walk yes. in here with a planner and I'm showing you like, this is exactly who I am. And I feel like it just always looks like you, I don't know, it, even if it's not always true, it gives the appearance that you kind of did your homework a little more. Cause it's like, you have notes, like you have <laughs> like context to what you're talking about versus just like, you know, I feel like it just also looks better sometimes too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, uh, really quickly, I had a situation with a job before and I was talking to someone about it and he was like, just write down everything that has happened. And he was like, when they come to ask you some questions, he said, they're always going to believe the person who took the time out to write everything down. <laughs> it happened Facts. on this date at this time. And this is what happened. <laughs> and I said, you are right. And so that way I can, you know, CYA is what Megan Yes. Does. Cover your ass. Yes. Yeah. Every time. Okay. Absolutely. A few tips that I have is that you should conduct yourself in a virtual interview just as you would in person. Um, if you are doing a virtual um, interview, you should use a white background, um, not a background that has um, a sofa or a bed or in your car. Also, research the company that you're interviewing for. There is nothing better than doing your homework on the company. That is also a way to impress them and let them know that you have done your homework. Clean up your social media because whether you believe it or not, agencies do look at that. Um, job hopping. We do pay attention to that. So if you are moving from job to job every six months, every year, we're going to pay attention to that. Um, oftentimes, I know from my experience that people have a tendency to move jobs because they are looking to, um, to make more money. But make your moves make sense. Don't just apply for jobs just to apply for them. Um, if you do not get the position, reapply. Look for lower paying jobs within that agency as a way to get in and then move your way up. Tailor your resumes for the job that you're applying for. Definitely no more than three pages. Ideal would be two. Don't be afraid to relocate. And send a follow-up email after your interview. Okay, and I just want to also add, y'all, when she says the social media thing, that is so true. I don't care if your page is private. There are ways to go around that for people to see what you really got going on. So if, yeah, it, it don't matter. It's private to, to the everyday person, but it ain't really private. Okay. The same way that the FBI be tracking us, but that's another story in another podcast. Thank you so much, mom, aka Miss Michelle, for... um the tips hopefully y'all took notes honey because when i tell you she has helped me get jobs she gives life and she gives job opportunities don't play don't play with my mama yes miss michelle we're trying to get y'all ready for 2023 okay <laughs> put the goal into fruition okay what's on y'all's to do list this week what are y'all working on well actually um i have a few people out so um on vacation getting you know during the holiday season and um so I'm going to be working some extra hours just to fill in the, the gaps from, from the staff being out. So that's what I got going on this week. I am actually um, moving next Ooh. weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, finally. So I'm going to be packing up my house and then a house, packing up my apartment. And um, also working... Ooh, child, football season is embarrassing, okay? Oh. Um, and then basketball. So 
we have those and then on top of that i'm like I think I've said this. Honestly, we have recorded so many podcasts over again, y'all. I don't know if I'm coming or going. But I'm trying to prepare for 2023, like writing my goals down as I think about them before, you know, I don't know when people do their New Year's resolutions, but, you know, before two days before the New Year, you know, just thinking of them as I go. So it can yes. become a routine that matter than rather than a, a something <laughs> I'm not going to follow through on. What about you, Miss Kirby Carroll? Ashley's right about that. One of the things that she's taught me is a lot about like writing down my goals and you know, maybe one day we should actually talk about the episode where to have an episode where we talk about like manifestation, some of the stuff she's taught me, you know. But um <laughs> that is something I want to work on too, at least before the new year. Um and I am traveling this weekend for my cousin's birthday, so that should be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't give my locations, but and um that's the main thing I finished my script which I was very excited about so I'm just editing now so hopefully I can shoot that next year I don't know if I've said that so yeah that's all editing traveling and trying to get to Christmas you know so what are y'all plugging I am plugging uh I don't know if I've mentioned her before. My friend Paige, um, she we went to school together and she's my neighbor now too, actually. But she has a custom design business. So shirts, cups, blankets, anything that you would personalize, she creates. And especially as we get into the holidays, people trying to find gifts. You know, we love a personalized gift. It shows thought, you know. So um, yeah, her Insta is underscore Ace Custom Designs. She's in Atlanta, but I'm pretty sure she ships, you know, everywhere. So definitely check her out weddings birthdays all that she she's always booked she's always doing something so yes all right mom what you plugging i am plugging jacarius johnson he's a playwright um he has a play that is actually out on tour right now jacarius johnson presents new jack city live on stage uh starring none other than alan payne mm-hmm. alan payne Okay. Um, Big Daddy Kane, Tretch, uh, Gary Dorden, and Flex Alexander. Yeah. Oh, so, not, not Michael Jackson. <laughs> right? I was like, Flex. Yes, yes Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, um, so actually, look to see, um, check out his website for tickets to where he's coming next. I know he has uh, Houston coming up in January, and I know he's going out to LA and I believe Chicago. But it's jacarius.com, J-E-C-A-R-Y-O-U-S.com. Okay. Yes, I got to go to that. Okay. Big Daddy Kane. This is a movie. <laughs> okay, y'all, We this is the third time we recorded this. I never heard my mom say that Flex Alexander was going. He's newly added or something. I am so intrigued by this. Yeah. No, all I care about is Alan Payne. I mean, all I care about is Alan Payne, too, honey. <laughs> Alan Payne, Ooh. yes, Alan Payne. But Flex is that's a that's an added bonus. I do like Flex. Like Okay. I will never forget that. He did play Michael. But Jackson. I will tell you actually playing the um so Alan Payne is reprising his role as G Money mm-hmm. and Fred, uh is taking on the role that um what's his name? Am my brother's keep am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, who what's his name? Wesley Stipes? Yes, Wesley Nino Brown. Oh, you forgot. Yes, girl. Yes, 
And this is what I'm talk about. She, I met her at Chipotle. Don't play. You know. Oh, goodness gracious. Look, that is one of the movies that I watch it. And then once G Money dies, it's like, it's over. I don't need to watch the rest of it. Somebody mm. care? Fair. About no Wesley Snipes. He is the movie. I used to like he Wesley. Was, he was the blade. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the Wesley Snipes hate for me. Yes, I, I do kind of like Wesley Snipes. What? <laughs> what? Y'all can Blade? I, you know, I don't like a vampire, honey, but Blade is it. I love a vampire. I know. We've been through this. I know. I'm sorry. Vampire. So now you I do. Herschel Walker. Y'all like vampire movies together? Now, now, now I voted for Warnock. No, because Herschel was. I'll send you the link. About about Herschel Walker talking about the vampires, Ashley. Okay, I'm gonna look I, it I up. just I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I voted for Warnock. Okay, we are not the wearable vampire. Whatever Herschel was talking about, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Okay, but I do. Did you vote today? <laughs> I voted early. I voted a couple of days oh, ago. But no yes, uh, yeah, things yes. go right. I won't blame you. <laughs> Thank you. Please, Georgia, okay. Georgia. Before I go into my plug, can I say something? What? Yeah. I knew I should have treated you like a hooker. You ain't nothing but a high price hoe. Put it on the phone, bitch. <laughs> oh my god! It's quoting all of the scenes, all of the, the scenes. <laughs> Ashley, if you want to be an actor, just say that. Like Ashley. <laughs> like seriously. Y'all. Like just breaks out into performance. I just want it to be no. I still count on my fingers one, two, three, four, five. But I can quote a movie, honey. <laughs> no, you know it's the lack of priorities for me. Harry, <laughs> so, I just have to say this real quick. So, yes. this is how much she would quote a movie. And my son, I can hear my son saying now, "Y'all childish." <laughs> Not only did she quote scenes. From a movie, she literally will do dance moves in the whole nine. So, oh, Kirby, no. Oh, I, <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh! <sighs> I took her to see the Temptations in um in Toledo. Matter of fact, in Toledo, took her to see the Temptations, and she out in the aisle dancing. Yes, Ash <laughs> Are you gonna keep up? Or are you gonna shut up? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You can say a line from a movie and she will just break Man, into scene. CMB, <laughs> we all we got. Oh my gosh. Okay. But okay. My plug <laughs> is um, actually also black owned. It is a jewelry okay. line. I, please forgive me if I'm saying this incorrectly. I believe it's pronounced Lalia May. Maybe. Um, they sell nickel free jewelry which is something that i definitely need y'all one time i had some fake earrings in my ear and i got like a little bubble on the side and my mama was like setting fire to my face y'all i it was a mess um (laughs) (laughs) so the nickel free jewelry is 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 all the rage um everything is like under a hundred dollars within like seventy dollars or less for sure very very beautiful pieces um and then I believe if you, like right now, if you use the code, I'll put everything in the description. You can get 10% off 
we don't get no money for it. It's just I'm on their website looking at it, honey. So if if I see it, it's a plug for a reason. So check them out. Okay. It's quality, quality luxury items that, you know, you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for. We love yeah. to see it. So we thank y'all for listening to the Dalton Single Podcast with your host, Ashley. And Kirby Carroll. Ashley's mama. Okay. Yes! <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please support the podcast by subscribing, share with the homies and the haters. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Dalton Single Podcast. And we will see y'all next motherfucking week. Bye. Bye.